Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode is brought to you by Carbon Health. And you guys know Carbon Health. I talk about them all the time. So excited that they're one of our sponsors. Now, they're known for their over 120 locations that handle urgent care and COVID, RSV, flu testing, vaccinations, all that. But what you should also know is how they expanded into primary care services that also include Connected Health. Connected Health is the idea. It's not just about our bodies, but it's also about our mind. Carbon Health providers come connected with mental health specialists as well. They expanded their primary care services in 2023. They're now in Massachusetts. It's great. We love them. We're excited to be working with them, continue to work with them. So Carbon Health, excellent urgent care and testing center, but don't sleep on their primary care services. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back at Sith Council. And we are back, kind of. We're back together. It's going to be me and Steph, but we didn't want to just do another single episode by me. But next week, all planning to be on the uh, on uh, in the studio covering Star Wars Celebration, all of that, you know, afterwards. So don't worry about that. Today, The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 6, spoiler-heavy discussion. Speaking of Star Wars Celebration, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what we think we're going to see. And, um, and The Mandalorian in general, is it in trouble? Well, we're going to discuss that and more on today's show. First things, as you saw in the beginning here, thank you to our buddies over at Carbon Health. Make sure you check them out. This episode is sponsored by Carbon Health. The other thing is that on April 28th, man, it's a big one. April 28th. If you are anywhere near the Los Angeles area, get to this show. Come see us live. Mike's going to be there. Steph's going to be there. We're going to talk a little Star Wars and stuff too on stage, but there's also going to be stand-up comedy. We are trying to sell these shows out because we want to try to do more of these things. And if you guys can get there, please get there. Help us out. Support us. Other thing I wanted to tell you about is the merchandise. We have a big sale going on. There's a sale that's actually starting today, and it's it's amazing. The discounts include $16 tees and everything up to 35% off. Now, it's really, really great. You can go to a, a bunch of different designs over there, Sith Council. If you're able to get it before, you can get to Star Wars Celebration. Go check that out. So go ahead, look at it, talk about it. All right, Sith Council. Let's get into it. It's me right now. It's me and Steph. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. It is Sith Council. Me. Darcy. Hello. Black. How you doing? I'm good. I'm recovering from the episode. Yeah, I know. It's what a bummer. <laughs> but um, well, first of all, thank you for not only just uh, covering last week, but also just bringing the house down. You and PLD did a great job. So thank you for uh, for the episode last week. Yeah. Well, we missed you. I'm glad that hopefully, fingers crossed, next week we are back. We're back. We should be back next week. We'll and we'll sit. be talking about Star Wars Celebration. And we'll get into Star Wars Celebration and all that um, for sure. And, you know, I don't know if there's any other things. And I think that briefly what we can talk about before we get into Mandalorian, and that's uh, Bad Batch Delivered. 
Bad Batch really delivered season two, I think. And and the reason I bring them up now is because I think that there's a point to be made that is relevant to this show, Mandalorian. And if you look at our, especially you and I, our biggest complaint with Bad Batch for a while was always like, you know, side adventures of the week. And then they didn't know what the plot was and we didn't know what the plot was and we didn't care about the plot. And what they did, I thought, and I'm curious to hear your take on it, I thought brilliantly, was that a lot of these side missions that you didn't give a crap about, the stuff when they started focusing on the story was very intriguing. And then the last like four to like six episodes of the show was so heavy on the plot that you were so invested that I saw more people kind of invested in the finale of um, Bad Batch than I've seen people invested in season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, I also think it's funny that you bring up one of our criticisms being the side adventures, but yeah. I thought that they did do a good job of making those side adventures matter in the end. Like specifically, I was thinking last week with the pod racing episode featuring uh, tech yeah. and then kind of just having more moments with tech and giving yeah. bigger props to his yeah. character before mm -hmm. he leaves us. You know, yeah. I think like you understand some of the choices that they made a little bit better. At least that's how I felt. No, I agree with you. I think because you get a little bit more invested in in him for that. So those those meant something. And the other thing is, too, the difference, the argument you can make of Bad Batch over th this show is that you can afford to do that a little bit more in Bad Batch, like an episode like the one you just mentioned, because you have 16 episodes. Um, yeah. When you only have eight episodes and you're only doing 35 to 45 minute episodes, you got to focus on the plot. You got to tell me what the plot is, because my biggest criticism with this episode of Mandalorian is not the stuff with the plot. The plot stuff is working it for me. The plot stuff of the the getting the Mandalorians back together, the idea of Bo recapturing her glory and reuniting the entire culture that works. The problem is they focus on in on that for maybe seven minutes of this episode. Right, right. Like I. At first, when we see the Mandalorians that were a part of Bo's crew in the uh, from the past seasons, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And I actually love yeah. all of those actors. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, this is great. And then I, I liked the pirate stuff, too. Like, I thought the creature effects lo are looking better and better every episode. But I thought that the, sh the water tank was pretty cool. I liked that they were speaking in a different language and then made a note on talking in yeah. basic I, I wish they would have stayed in same. alien though yeah same and just yeah. translate it to like we can assume as the audience that the mandalorians would be able to translate it remember what they did in boba fett when they had the voice translator for the one alien if you're gonna do yeah. it that, that, that's fine but like what was silly was she she says i'm not very good basic is in my first language so she's trying to talk to Mandalorian, so that was fine. But then she starts talking to the Mon Calamari in basic. Why is she talking right. to him in basic? She's yeah, and then she to switched him. completely. Agreed. Right. Go back. Yeah, and then, then yeah. As soon as that happened, I kind of got this weird feeling that the episode was going to be a little weird, and then it was. <laughs> it was very cartoony. It was very cartoony, and and I think that as a the problem is as a animated series, you watch this episode if it's animated, and you go, well, that was a pretty decent. That was fine whatever it's just an animated it's just an episode of the clone wars it, it is what it is the problem is that you've established that that's not what the mandalorian is um yeah. season season one especially that episode of boba fett when he's coming in and cutting mfs with with the dark saber and in the meat shop and all that it's like 
the tone has been all over the place and it was this episode was corny it was really corny right i it's like it ha like you said i agree completely there's elements of the plot that i'm so here for i love yeah. bo katan's art Me too I'm not loving Din's arc because I don't think there is one. He's really sidelined. Right He's yeah. sidelined, and, I, and, I, and that's nothing. I mean, obviously, nothing against Katie. I think that they should be focusing in on Bo, but they got to give Din more to do. Add 15 minutes to the episode and give him more to do. Right, more dialogue, or I don't know. Like I liked some of the parts where he's kind of just like the way he gets stuff done is completely different than the way she gets stuff done. And I like that parallel and the juxtaposition of those two characters moving in sync and kind of separately together. Yeah. And then like bringing like quill species back into it. I feel Great. like there was a lot of good nods, but the execution just felt like, a like we were in Disneyland. It did. It, it felt, and people have been using this as <coughs> a reference. There are times that it felt like a Saturday night live sketch. My, a friend of mine <coughs> tweeted out and said something that I thought was pretty accurate. And that was that the stuff with, and we'll get into it with Jack Black and Lizzo felt like something out of like a sketch you'd see on the MTV movie awards, which I think was pretty, it was about the most accurate representation of, of what we saw there for sure. Holy. My, my thing was what I had said in my spoiler review. And I'm curious if you agree with this. Um, we both seem to be on the same page that the Mandalorian stuff and reconnecting those, um, those clans is what the the story is really all about and i think that what they could have done especially in a two episode three episode arc similar to what they did with like the death watch and clone wars focus in on that get rid of this silly bad cop good cop droid story with christopher lloyd and cameo galore stuff happening get rid of all that crap and focus in on like when you start off in that beginning with the mandalorians you see that bo's ex crew are these mercenaries now and they're doing this thing and make that scene with the with the mon calamari and then make, make it a little sad make it like a little bit of the fact that they're doing these jobs and they don't get, care about anything except you know where, where they've sunk now and make it a little darker and not not as cheesy and cartoony and then focus in now on Bo and din finding them and having to basically do the same thing that they did with with Din's clan, except spend some more time with them and then lead up to that fight. Set, set it up, set that fight because the fight was great, but it's like set great. that fight up. It's like, okay, look, I'm challenging you. The fight will take place in three days. And in, in that time, you get more of the conversations between the Mandalorians and the idea. And cost give more Costco Reeves had nothing to do in this except to, you know, just stare. And it's like, give her stuff to do, have conversations. Give me more of the good stuff that happened in the second episode where you learn more about Bo-Katan and, and her past. They rely too much that they think that every single person watching this show has watched The Clone Wars and has watched Rebels. They haven't. You've got to give people an opportunity to learn more about this culture. Uh, yeah, totally. It feels like the Mandalorians in general don't really have uh, dimension in their right. character choices and their character arcs. Like, I think that like um, Din's people have a little bit more because like, you kind of understand through the armor and through Din's character where they're coming from and how they their belief system. Yeah. But but Bo's <laughs> people, it's like they're just like blindly following whatever's thrown at them with no decision making for themselves, and they're like right. whatever. Like and it's like these are the proudest people ever. Like if you watch the Clone Wars, the yeah. Mandalorians are very like true to themselves and right. to their people, and it feels like they're just like screw it. 
like whatever. Yeah, and and they did it. There was a couple things that they just they just missed the, the opportunity for. They missed. They should have like all the stuff that we've had this dragging on stuff in the first couple episodes. They could have started this whole thing with showing the falling out between Bo and her crew. They could have, they could have spent a full episode of of, of them and, and why it happened and, and understanding more of the reasoning that the crew left her and then Din finding her. They could have used that whole Boba Fett episode with Din and um and, and I think Mike had said this in our text chain and I agree with him that Din and Grogu reuniting should have been saved for this season because if Din would have been out on his own and then you put that Luke Skywalker episode with Ahsoka in this, it's relevant to mandalorian in general and granted people are really like, well you know you had to do all that stuff with the armor then then start it out or or figure out a way to, to lead up to it but they, they they've done these things where they've pieced it out in in different shows and in different episodes and they just like i said that there hasn't been any development because i think what had happened and again i could be wrong but andor did something really special with treating the audience with a little bit more respect meaning that listen this is a show that you really have to pay attention to that we're gonna treat like an hbo show like we're gonna really dive deep and a lot of people got it and then there was that section of like the oh i need pew pew i need this i need that and i think the problem is that they see a lot of that and they go oh well they didn't really respond to that as much as we wanted mm -hmm. to so just give them give them fights with big with big monsters every five seconds give them droids give them this. no dialogue no it's like focus on the freaking story they've lost that there's no story in, in until you know five minutes up top and then six minutes at the end i think lizzo's character had the most dialogue all right let's get into that because <laughs> it's it's these cameos that feel and again i could be wrong but it feels like a kathleen kennedy note of put stars in those roles we we need some stars that'll bring audience put some stars in that roles and, and maybe it's favreau but it was a wrong call because not only is it super jarring i don't believe in any world that lizzo and jack black were in love i just didn't at all um i and you you said it beforehand before we started filming i like lizzo i think she's very talented she is not a great actress yeah, because this is her first, this is the part, I'm, I love Lizzo, have loved Lizzo for over five years now, and obviously the whole world loves Jack Black, he's like America's he's uncle, yeah, he's the greatest, but as soon as I saw it, and I think everyone had this collective thought, is that Jack Black, is that Lizzo? Is that Christopher Lloyd? Like, he's like, it was no it's a great point, though. It's, like it's, a, it's a great point, though, it, that's too jarring. Yeah. <laughs> because it sucks you out of the show for a second. Yeah, fully. And then as soon it just felt like kind of like Alice in Wonderland uh teacup party between them two as a couple. And I, I think it's like I like when singers, you know, we've seen Harry Styles come into the MCU world and like now starts acting, yeah. but he was introduced in an end credit scene and he had started doing more acting roles before um darling or whatever right. the movie was right. and i'm like totally for i i think you can have multiple disciplines of sure. talent but to have your first acting role be star wars in the one of the biggest shows ever the mandalorian it feels very pandering to it's, people it's cameo. in a weird it, way it's cameo bringing we we need to bring in her audience that's what it is it's cameo we want we want to bring her audience and we need a big star and you 
you know, it's not that big of a role, you know, it's, and it was. And the other thing is, so apparently, no matter where you, uh, this place is so irrelevant, this planet, that all you have to do is jump across the table and eat things and you can get knighted. What did Grogu do to get knighted? Uh, you're knighted. Holy, Why? Because you're now we, so I saw this one tweet. I love Twitter on these these types of episodes because mm. it makes me feel like less like a critic. Uh, but yeah. they were like, now Grogu's a a foundling Mandalorian Jedi right. knight. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, and I saw, you know, what's funny is that I saw uh, this, this is the first time, like a lot of times that there's, and, and I, and I say this, I say this lovingly. I, I, I respect people who love everything. Right. And I, and I'm talking about the people who legit, I believe you, you love everything. That's great. I'm you and I are just not those types of people. Right. But I'm seeing some of the people who love everything, not like this. And, and I was, I saw some, I saw some tweets of people going, look, I've loved I've loved episodes, but I've loved the majority of the stuff, but this one I did not like. And everybody has the same type of criticism. It's like this, like it's it, what what was this episode? What was it? And then they're 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 Bo's the good cop, Din's the bad cop, they're hunting down dro like runaway droids. It was so it was so weird. It was so weird. I in the whole time you can't help but thinking like oh, this is a throwaway episode. And it right. just is like when you have an eight-episode season, there shouldn't be a throwaway episode. Not in episode six. Not in episode yeah. six. Episode six, you got to be like, because they because they were, they were left us in a spot from episode five where they set it up. This is, what, this is what I was talking about before, is that the armorer sets it up. She walks both paths. So follow her. And it's like, okay, now we're going to land in this spot in this section to try to get my people back. And it's probably going to take us two episodes to do it because there's going to be some, and get it a little darker, make it a little darker. Holy. It's too, it's not, it, it has no, it has no, like I, the first couple episodes felt like I went back and watched like season one and like, there's like some, like, you know, the like daunting stuff and the stuff with, um, I'd like to see the baby, like all that stuff is it's all it's, it's, there's, yeah, if you want a celebrity, get Werner. <laughs> right, right, because right, right, like yeah, he's, he's established. Yeah, and um, I think one of the things I talked about because you know I've liked this season and I've understand I've understood that this season is a little bit more fun than mm -hmm. the other seasons, and I've been okay with that. And I was especially okay with lot last episode there were still those moments where i got pulled out and it doesn't feel as grounded i don't know if the the like the look of it wasn't really working for me last episode i feel like the editing yeah. or the lighting felt a little weird but i was okay with where we ended because i'm like okay all the threads that they've led us across yeah. the season is coming to this point now where we get Bo where she needs to be as a character and then her and Din are going to go do what needs to be done and I was excited for the next few episodes and then this episode happened and I was like oh <laughs> skirt like we're just going back yeah. into well, the old pacing they're approaching it like an animated series and it's a bad move and I think that the other the other thing that I think that they made a big mistake was I look at the people who did like the episode, right? Like and I and I looked at like I saw Frank Janish's tweet and I mentioned it on my spoiler thing. And Frank's a diehard Clone Wars fan, right? He's a diehard Star Wars fan. And he was like, This felt just felt like a really I had fun with this. It felt like a really good episode of Clone Wars. And it's like for a Star Wars fan that hardcore, that's great. But if you want to survive as a pop culture phenomenon like you were and having everyone watch this show 
you can't do that. You can't do that for a lot of different reasons where people who were into the serious tone of what the Mandalorian was and now treating like this animated show plus they assume that everyone has watched these shows they don't dive enough they don't dive deep enough into developing anything and it's just kind of it's kind of like cotton candy and it's like this show should not be cotton candy it wasn't cotton candy in the first um two seasons it shouldn't be in season three yeah yeah i agree and it's it's i was so looking forward to bryce dallas howard's episode yeah just because i have loved her episodes in the past so much i think she's an excellent director uh and i just I, a lot of this was in the writing and just in the yeah. story arc yeah. so it's not really as much on her well, but it was it's both it's a mix yeah uh but it was it's i liked how it ended but it was just like why did we do we already have covered the fact about like droids and yeah, how we didn't need it feels about them. That's You're what I'm like re hitting the same beats. Just that whole episode should have just been about them reconnecting with that with that crew, setting up that fight. Unknown caller. Uh, and that's and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. I'm very excited to let you guys know we have a brand new sponsor, and that's Mint Mobile. Let's talk about Mint Mobile. At this point, you know Mint Mobile. Everybody knows Mint Mobile. They've been catching on, and there's a reason why. Because after years of the fine print contracts and everybody gets ripped off by the big wireless providers, if you learned anything at all, it's that there's always a catch. So I've been hearing about Mint Mobile forever. I've known about them during the SCN Live days. And then obviously I've, I've, they keep catching on and getting their name out there. And there's, again, a reason why. I heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. And you're like, yeah, okay, what's the catch? But after you really get to talk to them and understand them, it makes sense. There's no catch. There's no catch, literally. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only they cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass those sweet savings directly to you so that was the thing that when i had heard about it i had done it and i continue to do it and there's a reason why that it's catching on because it's a very smart system for anyone who hates their phone bill mint mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month i know it's nuts to hear it but it's 15 bucks a month mint mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying one for a family and a mint family start at two lines all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless services starting at just 15 bucks a month. So if you want to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash thing. That's mintmobile.com slash thing. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Mintmobile.com slash thing. All right. Thank you to our friends at Mint Mobile. Once again, if you're able to, first of all, for their prices, there's a reason why they, they are in the headlines and they're all over the place and what they've done. Um, check them out. Please consider switching over, look at it, and use that code. Not only will it going to help yourself out, it's going to help the show out, and it supports the show overall. um okay and so yeah i think that this look i love seeing christopher lloyd i love seeing christopher lloyd 
Um, it, but like, I just wish, and I, the stuff that I did like, you know, is they throw in the stuff that he was a separatist and they throw in the thing that, you know, the Count Dooku line. And then it's just, it was like, okay, that's, that's fun. But like, what is a same kind of repeating point? What does it do to further the plot? And the answer is nothing. Yeah, I, I do think he, it, out of all of the cameos, he was by far the most grounded. And I still, I feel like I enjoyed watching him on screen. But it was still, I asked myself, what's the point of this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't, it didn't, <clears throat> it didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense. And, um, you know, like I, I got a kick out of when Din was kicking the droids around. I mean, even though he's picking on the poor things, they weren't even doing anything. I he's know. Kicking the droid and the droid. And when did the droids start running like that? And if they could run like that, why didn't they win the war? I never <laughs> saw a droid, that droid ever run like that ever ever yeah fully this guy was like a linebacker terminator <laughs> like running around it's like if if those droids could run like that during the war they, they no one would have they would have just run over everybody they were yeah in the show they were like dur, 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 that's dur. a good point yeah and it was like it was like when did when did that happen um and i don't know it's like the, it, it's it's just this whole thing of they get to this planet and i and and it's and it's a bummer because it's another reason why I just wish they would have focused on something else because the chemistry with, I think, I think, and as, and I mentioned it again, and I'll mention it here is nothing to do with my relationship with Katie. I, um, I think she is killing it in the role. I think that she's doing everything that she has been asked to do. I think I like the idea that they're focusing in on Bo. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense for her arc. Um, the, chemistry between the two of them works and i think that they could have done more that's why i'm really emphasizing the fact that i would have liked to seen them together reconnecting and her being you know um apprehensive about going back and din kind of talking giving din more to do to where he's talking to her and saying listen we'll make this work we'll get them back and they won't do it right away and they've got to go through these trials and they and they're really putting them through the the grinder and maybe they start like almost even like really putting din through it and not torturing him so much but maybe even torturing him but getting him to a place where she's got to protect him and putting him through the ringer to where finally she gets the respect back and like a two or three episode arc into like a dark mandalorian past of really earning it as opposed to just showing up and go hey i'm gonna fight you okay let's have a fun let's have a fun fight okay well you know the dark saber yeah but that alien creature you know beat her or beat me and then she beat him so i could have told her that a couple of episodes ago but it was more relevant to do it now so uh there you go it's like yeah yeah because yeah. she could have walked up with the dark saber yeah he could have helped her out he clearly knew that yeah he could have he, right right and she probably knew that too but like i don't know yeah so that could have been an on-screen but off that moment moment and then they could have come and like actually had conversations about like politics and how they leadership and what they want to do. What's the plan moving forward now that she's met all these other Mandalorians who are OK with the fact that they live a walk a different way of life. Right. But it's, I did like that she came and she was like, knock if you buck, like she was ready to go. Like, True, but, but, but you, it but wasn't make... the I don't think it was the right choice. No, because you made the great you made a, a fantastic point. He already knew this. He already yeah. knew that that the saber was not his anymore so in hey hey jerk off instead of letting her get she she gets her head bounced off of a, of a ship 12 times instead of her letting her get her ass kicked a couple times and and having to fight just go you don't need to fight him why because it's yours 
just walk in there with the saber say <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. you know say it's yours so just go in there and say i've got the dark saber back i earned it back so follow me and they were like all right that's that's all it is right and, it's, and and so it was just kind of like uh i thought they were gonna din was gonna scrap with her you know and then it was like uh because when when we were doing our spoiler reviews of that episode too there were quite a few people who said well didn't bo earn the thing back because that that creature beat him and then she got the uh she got the thing and i was like i don't know if that's necessarily how it works but apparently it is um i didn't yeah, mind yeah I didn't know if it had to be in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Right. Seems like it seems like it was, but I think it's the problem. I think that they're changing the rules. I think yeah. they're changing the rules a lot, and I don't think that they had. Unfortunately, um, I think that this show, this season, is suffering from what the films suffered from, and I don't think they really had a plan. I just don't think that they did. I think that there was, you know, they have a couple things and little, little things that they want to piece together and where they want to go with it but ultimately i don't think that they have a plan and i think it's been pretty relevant to where they're, they're just they're relying on star wars moments and and creature fighting and those types of things and that works well in animated that works well in these series like bad batch but when you're telling a story on te on television and especially if you come after something with the writing so crisp like andor it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. The writing in this episode was bad. It was a badly written episode. Well, now I'm even like, really? I said that it was the um, Lizzo and Jack Black characters were giving me Alice in Wonderland vibes, yeah. but even it's more called, so. Isn't the episode called Through the Looking Glass? <laughs> it should be. I think it is. No, it's called Hired Guns. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, that's hilarious, though, Christian. Oh, okay. It probably is. But I, but the end, like the croquet scene, the space croquet, yeah. this was so the queen of hearts and her little like nub of a husband in the movie Alice in Wonderland, what? you know, and like, the queen yeah. and the yeah. king. Yeah. 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 Um, but just, and you know, we love Alice in Wonderland. But what do you was... mean? That's just so wonderful. <laughs> I, I had a cameo in there as well. They cut it out. That's okay. I'm no, going to I... a Lizzo concert next week. <laughs> right. All the kids, all everyone on set's kids are going to the Lizzo concert. 100%. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was a real bummer because I couldn't even, like, I could, it's only so much you can cover with it. It's like, you know, then they have that silly scene where they go in, like, like they go into the, they're doing like the the full analytics on the droid, and they're going through the nano things and all this no stuff. No one cares. No one cares. That had nothing to do with anything except just wasted dialogue. And then, and then, Bo and Din knew more than the freaking doctor or whatever the the whoever the the, the, the right. The, Person right, was. she's like oh that's just ribbed sequencing and Bo's like that's letters that's right <laughs> and it's like what are you doing there do you like it and then the idea you know the 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 kind of the playoff of how we're all addicted to our computers and our phones and it's like well we can't survive without the without the the robots and or the, or the droids and you can't do this and it's like okay it's like but what's what is it what is it really and then what's what was the real motivation for Christopher Lloyd and it was like it did didn't it just play like a like a Clone Wars episode yeah it did yeah. it definitely did and like like the 
the droid bo- like everything kind of i could see being in a writer's room and being like that's fun that's cool right. like a droid right. bar like all these droids get second yeah, chances that was, was, post yeah. empire yeah but then collectively it was like too much like i felt like i was really walking through a theme park the entire episode yeah and it's like but use that bar for a different purpose use it to use it to actually further the actual story itself of information through Moff Gideon's people or anything else too, or, or tie it into the overall storyline. Same thing with the Ugnots. It was great to see the Ugnots again. And the idea that because of Quill, um, Krill, there was, there was a, a, a kind of kinship and, and he knew how to talk to them. I loved all that stuff, but again, I loved it outside of the story that they were in. I wish they were in a different story, the same kind of moments to where he knows how to talk to the Ugnots now. I think that was great. And yeah. Yeah. Just, I, yeah. But like, but do but do more. And then what happened, by the way, with this IG eleven story? Like, what happened to that story? It's oh like, my god! Remember, like there was there was the story in the beginning which I, we didn't like, where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring him back to life, and then it's like, and he's gonna help us because I need him. I I out of all the droids, I need him to come to Mandalore. Oh yeah, well, he, he's he, we can't get him back though. Okay, so you know what? He's gonna be like the sheriff of of navarro is what's going to happen they're gonna they're gonna go back in the finale and they fixed him up and now here he is walking around as the as the new sheriff because they have no no but sheriff it's true here. it feels like they just did that in hindsight to look at babu frick's people and that's right. what i'm saying like the whole season that kind of when i look back feels like a theme park where you're yeah. walking through yeah. exhibits I of star wars and all the pe- different groups of species we've seen in the movies and shows before and right. been like this is their exhibit Yep. this is their exhibit yeah, yeah it's true it's because it's just like they aren't focusing in on an actual story and when they do it works but they just if if this show has been let's say a hundred percent of if you take a hundred percent of what this series has been thus far i think 75 to 80 percent of it has been as you say theme park moments and look how look how much fun don't worry this is the star wars stuff these are the star wars themes and this is kind of like an animated show brought to life and then 20 percent of it is story and that's being generous yeah yeah Yeah. and with the i agree with you on the bo katan stuff i actually really love the bo storyline i think that it's cool i think that it makes sense i think it's a great use of clone wars and connecting it to Mm -hmm. live action I just wish that there was more of that. If that's the story, then make that the full story. hundred percent. And it's like, and, and don't assume that everyone is like us and knows her story. Mike doesn't, Mike doesn't know the full story of it. Like she had a couple of lines in episode two, show me some stuff. You know, if you have to like de-age Katie by, you know, 10 years or 15 years and show her when she was younger during the period that we saw Clone Wars, then do it, you know, like, and, and show me a little bit more. How great would it have been to have a whole flashback scene instead of this silly nonsense with droids. Give me a flashback scene during the time when Mandalore was really thriving and show me Satine and show me their relationship and show me some some of this stuff. Flashback and show, let the audience know who didn't watch Clone Wars, what was going on in Mandalore. It's called the Mandalorian. And it's like these, it's like they're just giving you like these kind of like, well, it, it's just it's it's just fun now. And it's like Star Wars should be fun, but you also gotta if you if you wanna play in this again, pop culture 
show that that kind of was this phenomenon and not just have to rely on grogu to do it you got to give the you got to give a good story and look what they did with with bo not excuse me with um boba fett and fennec and all the stuff that they did when boba fett appeared in that episode where you know he, grogu was tying to the force and all that and then they they interweaved uh boba to get his his outfit back that was a a, a mixture of Star Wars moments, fun moments, theme park moments, if you will, mixed with relevant story. And that has been lost in a lot of this show thus far this season. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that uh, there was maybe a detour in the sense that they didn't realize how popular Grogu was. And I know that he wasn't supposed to be in every single season. And so maybe some of the storyline has shifted because it feels like they're like, oh, well, now Din's a daddy, so he can't be the leader of the Mandalorians. Yeah. So let's bring in Bo, which I think was a great idea and makes a lot of sense. Sure. But it just is some of the execution feels a little like they weren't ready for to put out season three yet. They could have focused it on Bo, gone into her backstory and everything that they've done without sidelining Din. Um, yeah. They sidelined him and and that's that that's a mistake for a lot of different reasons one because of the character in general but when it becomes when it becomes um clear to the audience it is a disservice to the great work that katie is doing because people are like oh they're just focusing in on Bo now because she's a woman and that's stupid it's it's yeah. it, it's that's stupid she's she's one of the most relevant mandalorians in in the culture and in general right. and totally. it sh she should be focused on but it, but because you focus on one character, it doesn't mean you have to bury another character. You take something like House of the Dragon, right? And you look at a show that can focus on multiple characters and give them, look, and I'll look at a different show that's not in the fantasy realm and I'm and Shrinking. Have you been watching Shrinking? No, I should I? Oh, you would love it. It is okay. brilliant. It is. I'm a, so excited. It, you would love it. And it's okay. a brilliant show. It's The sense of humor is right up your alley. But yes. it is what is so great about the show is it knows what kind of show it wants to be it's consistent in tone but every character if you ask me like a, about a character i know their backstory i know what makes them tick mm. i know little side side things that they do and i know the reasoning why and they set things up through dialogue they set things up through actions and they set things up through these characters that they all have something to do and that's a half an hour um comedy drama you know where this show they it's like they can't focus in on more than one character and give them more to do and it's like it's a bummer because this show was like really it it's it's gonna it's losing people now and it's got to get people back and it can it absolutely can it just has to focus on telling a story the same way bad batch did get away from the side missions get away from the nonsense don't just don't worry about the audience that just wants the pew pew don't worry about them worry about telling a good story and that and that should play yeah the part, the writing really did feel like those episodes in clone wars that featured a lot of the protocol droids earlier yep. on in the seasons where you're yep. like the roger roger it's like it's cool to hear that once and then you're like okay i get it we're right. we're in this campy humor <laughs> but yeah this is yeah. an animated show it, it really was an animated show um all right <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna move on uh in just a moment but I also wanted to tell you guys, I'm very excited to let you know, we have two sponsors that you know really well, and that's Ad Athletic Greens and Sunday Lawn Care. It's been cold here. It's been cold, but it's starting to get warm. It's right around the corner. 
and I like hanging out with my kids and my uh, and my wife in the in the back and in with the yard and it's one of my favorite times in spring. And Sunday lawn care makes it so much easier. If you guys love spring, you you got to figure out how do I take care of my yard. Everybody's been at the store going, what do I do? How do I start? Sunday lawn care makes it easy. Sunday is everything that you need to get the lawn that you dreamed of. So if you go this spring, you go and head on over to getsunday.com slash big thing and you enter your address, you get a customized plan created just for your lawn. There's no trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since they ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. That's all you need. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show. Sunday is easy and affordable. Some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year, but Sunday's full season plan starts at just $109. Sunday is now offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans at just $109. And you can get 20% off, but you got to use that code. GetSunday.com slash big thing at checkout. 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash big thing. Don't be confused anymore. Don't stand at the the counter and the shelves looking at everything for just get Sunday, get Sunday.com slash big thing. Athletic greens, baby. AG one. You guys know, I talk about them all of the time for me. It's, it's the same stuff I've been telling you. I wanted better gut health. I wanted increased energy. I wanted immune system support. I wanted all of it. I don't, not a big vitamins guy. I didn't like taking all those pills and stuff. I just wanted one take it. I put it in a water bottle. I shake it up in the morning and I'm good to go. It's, it's not very easy for me to keep up with that supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products. It's like, you got to do this and you got to do that. Just, you just take everything in one shot. Helps me better with energy. It helps me better in general. I think it helped me to recover, to be honest with you. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? It's that easy. I love it. It's just part of my daily habit now. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You got to go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing. That is athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Check it out. You guys know that I love it. You guys, I've seen so many people telling me that they've signed up and they're loving AG1. Continue to do so. Tell me after you sign up, let me know. Use that code, athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Obviously, you guys know how much we love Athletic Greens and Sunday Lawn Care, especially with how the, the it's spring. And you'll be able to do this. It's so great stuff. You just put this thing on your hose and you just take and you just spray it. You take care of your lawn and you got yourself a nice lawn. It's amazing. Well, that's great because <laughs> I feel like a lot of lawns that I've been seeing need some work. Yeah, well, they all need Sunday lawn care. So make sure you use that code. And again, you support the show when you do that. Um, before we move on to Star Wars Celebration, I wanted to, I don't know how relevant the rumor is, but it, it, it should be addressed. Did you hear this rumor about that Favreau almost left the Mandalorian? Did you hear this? No. There was a, there's a rumor going around, and a lot of times, you know, it, it, things are just kind of spread, and I, and, he, and it didn't come from a lot of. I didn't see it on like the r- reporter or Variety or Deadline. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not accurate, but I didn't see a lot of people covering, it, and I just saw a couple different places. And who knows if it's true or not? But the rumor was that Favreau almost left the show because Kathleen Kennedy was starting to get really involved in season three. And mm. and then she was um, and got really involved in Boba Fett, apparently. And she was the reason why they reunited um, Grogu and um, and Din during 
during Boba Fett and Favreau didn't want to do that. And, and then Favreau was threatened to leave. And then he had, he had to, I think he go, whether he went to Iger or Chapek, I don't remember who he went to, but um, again, I don't know how true this is. You can find the report. And then it was that he maybe it was either that she got heavily involved in, in Boba or something else. And then he, and he made an agreement that she couldn't be involved in season three or had to stop being involved, whatever it was. Apparently there were big problems between the two of them. Now, who knows? Because every and and Favreau's also a fantastic actor, but every time you see him on, on stage, he's always thanking Kath, Kathleen Kennedy. He calls her Kathy, and he's a, and, and and that could be playing politics. I don't know, but what I do know is this, and I said this yesterday on my live stream, and I and I, I repeat it here. Um, I I do think, and I was watching like Back to the Future yesterday, and I saw like Kathleen Kennedy's name as a producer. She's produced some of the best movies ever. It's like you're a sports you're a sports fan when there is a team that brings in a general manager or a coach and that particular coach has won has a lot of accolades and has won championships at other places and they come in and they just can't fit this system and it's not the right fit this is not the right fit for kathleen kennedy anymore she's gotta go yeah yeah i think that it's it's time. I, it's like it's time. Yeah, it just is. I I really feel like that in any situation. Like it, it it's a good thing that you compare it to sports, and I think that in companies as well, you see it with like even people like Jeff Bezos. Like there's a time in which you like grew something, you made it what it is, and then it's like you move on to something you, else. That's just how business usually works. It's again, you just look at it like a like a championship team. You you bring in this particular coach who won a lot of championships. Like, oh, well, they're going to fit into our system brilliantly. And they don't. And it just didn't work. And you know what's going to happen? She's going to move on and she's going to win championships somewhere else. Yeah. Because she's a great producer. And people are like, oh, she's not a great producer. She is. Look at her credits. She's a great producer. But being a great producer doesn't mean you're a great, a great creative head at a company, especially if you don't really love Star Wars. And Star Wars is the majority. It's not all of Lucasfilm. But it's a majority of it, and it's the it's like the crown jewel, and she doesn't care about it enough, and she doesn't have to. But if she has to, if she wants to, I think if she wants to run it in the capacity that she's running it, and if the rumors are true that she's getting so heavily involved, and apparently she's super heavily involved in the acolyte, that makes me very nervous. That makes me very nervous. Um, but I. I think, and creatively involved is what I mean, not just involved in general. If she's involved with casting and those types of things and she's involved with producing, then great. That's 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 what she, her strong point is. But if she's in the, in if she, there was some rumor, again, I don't know if it's true. I can never remember what's true or not. But if, if there was some rumor that they were going so far off of George's original philosophies, you got to stick to George's original philosophies. That's Star Wars. Yeah, I, I wonder, and I curious what your opinion is it's like the more that i see shows being really successful on other streaming networks and shows that feature children or are child like kid friendly like wednesday or stranger things on netflix it's like do you think some of this has to do with that disney like pressure for the disney audience like i know we've seen and or do its own thing but it feels like they keep reverting back to this and i feel like marvel shows struggle with the same issue sometimes i <laughs> see the, the from what i heard again don't know how true it is or not but it, this comes from a pretty good source 
Disney doesn't get too involved in Lucasfilm's shows. They they say this is the show that we're making. This is the one that they they get involved in a way of going, hey, like when Chapek was around, we need more material. We need this. Can you guys give us this? And they go, yeah, here's here's Bad Batch. Here's uh here's here's Andor. Here's this. But they don't get involved with with the creative of it. And I didn't know that as much. But from what I heard is that they don't really Disney doesn't give notes on on a lot of the stuff that they're doing. It's it like, you know, like you said, can we make this a little bit more fun? Can we make this? That's not from a, from what I've heard is that's not what they're doing. That that comes from Kathleen Kennedy. And that comes from, you know, a lot of stuff that I've heard with her is that, again, the stuff that I think is is incredibly um, misguided. And that's thinking about things are too inside baseball and not wanting to approach different stories and things too that have been uh, that have resonated with the audiences that have either read them or played them and a good story is a good story and if you can you know i i think that they've had this golden opportunity of this well-written stuff that they have and just bringing in screenwriters to adapt stuff look at what they do what they're going to do with harry potter right they're 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 taking harry potter and they're going to make um the original books they're going to take those books did you hear you heard about this yeah yeah a little bit so they're basically going to turn instead of like so book one uh which came out in like 2001 the movie it was a full-on book that was condensed into a two-hour and 15-minute movie right and there was a lot of stuff that was missing from it but at the time there was no streaming now each episode each season of the of harry potter will be the full book and you'll be able to take oh, all wow. those things and then and do that and imagine you did that with one of these tons of books that you have and you turn it into um you know like like, like i said like look That's at like be great if the harry potter right but look at so but look at like look, and i always use darth bane because it's my one of my it's my favorite trilogy of books have you ever read them yet no i would oh, love Steph, to you lose your mind yeah um, i'd love to you lose your mind you should really should and and if you and if you do read them listen to the emperor or the sith theme while you read it okay it's it is so it's it's fantastic but anyway um if you took those books that's three seasons you'd have three seasons um just like that and you adapt them and you do and it's as opposed to and there's great writing in a lot of these books that they have and claudia gray alexander freed james lucerno um uh, christy golden uh, among and, and, I'm, and i'm leaving tons and tons of people out but use those people and they they don't do that and they need they really need they really need fresh leadership over there they really do because it's 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 a it's a mess and that's going to lead into star wars celebration here um it starts yeah. on friday um i'm not i'm not confident with any of the announcements that are going to come out I'm, I'm i'm bummed because like it's star wars celebration is is such a such a tricky thing right it's like still to this day my favorite out of all the cons, it's my favorite because, as I mentioned beforehand, like when you go to Comic Con and you go to whatever these these things are, there's you walk on the floor and you might be a fan of a particular thing, and then you turn to the right, and you might not be a fan of that thing that's that's focused on. Everywhere you turn, the Star Wars celebration is Star Wars. So you're 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 you know, you remember when we were walking around the main stage? There's Star Wars stuff. There's stuff on the right. There's merch. There's there's this. And it's just that it's a, it's a different type of feeling and being in those panels and the energy, but I don't know how are you feeling going into this Star Wars celebration. Are you 
optimistic? Are you pessimistic? What's what's your what's your thoughts? It's interesting because I it's coinciding with the Mandalorian. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my confidence of Star Wars in the future yeah. was on how successful and how much I loved the Mandalorian and its execution and then Andor thereafter. Right. And even the Bad Batch. Like I I especially this end the end of season two, I thought really pulled it together. But I feel like with this episode and with the recent news that we've heard with Damon Lindelof no longer right. attached to the projects after writing the script. And I mean, that's just one of like 50, which we've talked about in the past few years. I, I'm like, what are they going to do? So I, I still think that there's going to be some cool stuff. I think there's going to be great stuff with the Ahsoka series coming out. And I feel right. confident, pretty confident about that. And with the Acolyte, I think we're going to get cool stuff. So that might be enough. But I think in terms of like the ship as a whole, I don't yeah. really know the direction. <laughs> I think I think it's the same. I think it's the same problem it always has. I think that they're not unified. I think that clearly look at television. There is a there's a Filoni Favreau universe with Mandalorian, Ahsoka, uh, Skeleton Crew. And then there's a side division with Andor. And then there's a side division with the Acolyte. And it's like and that's fine. And you clearly end or prove they, they don't have to all be under the same banner to, to work, but it just does. And it, the, the plan on Friday with the movies is going to be very telling. It's going to be very telling of what it is, the kind of reaction it's going to get. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the, I like that they got the Peaky Blinders guy. I like the director and Ms. Marvel. I, I, um, I like the team, but what's the story? What's the plan? You know? So, it's, yeah, uh, it's reminding yeah. me of Solo, like it's a little. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And so what, I know they filmed a lot of Solo before they started changing things, but it they feels like yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's similar. And I think that um, Ahsoka is going to be the is going to be the story of the uh, for as far as content. I think they'll probably release a trailer. Acolyte probably release. You know, you'll have the cast come out. Maybe they show a teaser for the audience. I don't think we're going to get anything um publicly. Um, and then skeleton crew might get some stuff, but yeah, I think that they, I think it was a mistake to release this episode of Mandalorian the week of Star Wars celebration. They should have hit with something big. They should have had something like some big buzz episode, not necessarily, you know, Luke Skywalker episode, but some kind of big moment like that. They should have had a big episode leading into it. So the hype was just next level walking around. And instead, it's it's like looking at people who normally love Mandalorian going, what the hell was that? What was that? Yeah, uh, it's a bummer. It's a real yeah. bummer. But um, the apparently apparently also um, what's it? Jedi Survivor is getting good reviews, so that's that's interesting. Um, I started yeah. actually giving um Knights? Jedi Fallen Order, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and and I'm playing. I started Knights, but okay. I downloaded Knights, but okay. Fallen Order. I gave. I'm. It's still I have the same issues that we had where I'm Falling like off it's not clear what direction I'm supposed to be right, going. Right. In. I think they they, and they said they're changing that in, in the second game. So we'll okay, we'll, great. we'll see. Wait for it then. We'll we'll see. But the but, um, story and the visuals are insane. It is. It it's it, I'm excited to see it. But um look, that's that's really all we got for for yeah. today. Um I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. Did you 
like it? Did you not like it? Are you on the same page as Steph and I? Are you a different page? How are you feeling about Star Wars Celebration going into it? Do you think they could turn the ship around? Do you, do you agree with us? Do you think that Kathleen Kennedy has spent the time needed and it's time to move on? Or do you think like, hey, no, she's still got a little bit more left in the tank? Please comment. Let us know. As I said before, make sure you check out our wonderful sponsors. Please, 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 if you guys are in the Los Angeles area on April 28th, we are trying to build this show out. TheChristianHarloff.com. That's where you get tickets. If you go to Flappers, it's going to say it's sold out. It's not sold out. Go to TheChristianHarloff.com. Get your tickets today. Come support us. Steph will be on stage. I'm going to be on stage. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, stand-up as well. And we hope that you'll join us. Steph, where can the good kids find you? At Steph Sabra. And I'm posting on my story right now to get your tickets. So get your tickets. Perfect. All right, guys. So thank you for joining us on this show here today. For myself and Steph Sabra, it's been Sith Council. And we'll see you on the flip side. No Mike today. I know. I'm sorry. Mike was working and, and he texted me and we missed the window. So whatever. All right. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs>